Welcome back, folks, to another episode of Throwing Partners. I'm always joined by my best friend and throwing partner from high school, Brian Caprino. Of course, I'm one of your hosts as well as Christopher Collins, but I'm going to pass the ball to you, Brian. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Uh, a little somber day. Today marks the one-year anniversary of Kobe Bryant's passing. Um, him and his daughter, Gianna, passed away with seven others in a helicopter crash last year. Um, so it's kind of a somber day in the sports world and just in general of the impact um, he had on just the community, um, not just in basketball, but, you know, pretty much the world. So somber day, but we just going to honor him any way we can. So that's about it. But other than that, it's Tuesday. Um, we are back after a AFC NFC championship weekend. Uh, first off, Chris, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Um, it's pretty cold here in Southern California through that storm that happened yesterday and throughout the weekend. But other than that, I do think, like you said, it's uh, kind of a sad day as the anniversary of Kobe Bryant and his uh, daughter and the seven others that also passed away in the crash. You know, if you didn't know, if you didn't watch basketball, but you know, you knew who Kobe Bryant was, that's how much of a person he was yeah. outside of basketball. So, um, Hopefully for his family and his remaining daughters and his uh, wife, uh, you know, things are, are looking up like it's not as, you know, unbearable without him every day. And like they remember everything positive about and what he's done for them and for the world, basically, like he said. But other than that, yeah. you know, it's been a good day. It's Tuesday. But uh, yeah, the, the playoffs just happened for the AFC and NFC. And that was interesting. Um, yeah. Before- um, I went 0 for 2. I went 1 um, and 1. But, you know, so. here's the thing. So our one of our guests, uh, if you guys do recall from a previous episode, Jonathan voted uh, that the Bills would win and the Bucks would win. And he said that if I vote against Tom Brady, you're going to be sorry. So I'm going to apologize. Yes, I did vote for the Packers, and I'm sorry, Jonathan. But I also want an apology for you picking the Bills against the Chiefs. I don't know what you're thinking. So uh, it goes both ways. There's an apology both ways there. Yeah. Uh, with that, though. I just want to apologize to him. But also, he picked the Rams to beat the Packers. So. That's true. He, uh, he He's had some absurd picks. But, you know, I can't blame him. He got the Bucks one right. I was not expecting that. But with that, Brian, what do you yeah. think of the games that just happened? They were really fun. Um, the... Bucks Packers game was great. Um, I know it was decided there was that really bad coaching decision to where it was either you go for the touchdown or you kick a field goal and they chose the field goal. So that was interesting. Um, you know, the Bills game started off pretty crazy. Um, yeah, I didn't start know. off the 9 0 start. Yeah. And then, and, you know, KC did KC and they caught up and then just surpassed and, you know, they couldn't stop Terry kill. Um, so it was, it was a good game. Uh, him and Kelsey had outstanding numbers. If you look at that box score. So it's the goat versus the little goat in the super bowl, but we'll get to that in a different episode. But what are your takes on the games, Chris? Uh, I would honestly say I was shocked with the Packers game, not just by the bucks winning, but just how inconsistent green Bay was offensively. It was kind of weird to see that. And then Matt LaFleur's decision to kick a field goal, I did not get that whatsoever. I think everybody in the NFL that's a fan or anything did not understand it whatsoever. It made no sense. 
it made no sense. And I feel like with that, Aaron Rodgers is now questioning coaching there, which goes into ties with his post-game interview after that. He's like, I got to step away from the game. I got to think about things. And with that, I think, honestly, I mean, he's he's under contract till 2023, but I don't see him coming back. I think he's going to request a trade to get out of there. Um, just Man, that'd be just, weird seeing him in a different uniform. It, it would be. It's just like, you know, if you look, if you look back at it, it's like, you know, if, if you, okay, let's say in a scenario here, you're working at a restaurant and you can't stand your boss, right? You can't stand them, but you've been there longer than your boss has. And you know you've done not even a restaurant, it's just daily life at just work. daily life. You've done all this stuff and 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 you've done it all right and you've done things correctly. And then this new boss comes in, takes over, changes things up. You don't agree with a lot of stuff, but you get along, you you know, you you put a smile on it and everything like that. But then one day you come in and he changes everything basically from what you've been doing in a routine that's been working, right? Okay. Wouldn't you want to leave? Because now you're you're working in a place that you feel like is not the same and like you can't enjoy as much. Yeah, I mean that's what happened with past jobs that I've had. So I I agree with you with that scenario. It's a good analogy of like his time. You know, he was there longer and things are changing. And you know, there are times like he's adjusted. Yeah, I can tell you that. But it's to the point where at a certain point you have to consider. All right, there's something better out there than staying here. I think so. I, I, I agree just, with that. Just normal I job life. So ever since Matt LaFleur came came there, you know, there's always been that that issue between him and Aaron Rodgers on how, like, how to run things. Like it was from the get-go. It started that. And then they, you know, I mean, they eventually had good seasons and everything like that. But, I mean, Matt LaFleur's decision yesterday's game kind of shows of like, I don't know if he's a good coach or not. You know, when, when like, yeah. here's a good example. Andy Reid's going to the Hall of Fame no matter what. But to say Andy Reid was yeah. like, okay, fourth and one, I'm going to pass with Chad Henney to that guy that just threw an interception, right? And fourth and one, if we do this, we we win. And if we don't, we could potentially lose. And he said, you know what, Chad Henney, throw the ball. That's that's how you can decipher who's a clutch coach and knows what he's doing to, a, I wouldn't say a new coach, but I mean, he's been coaching for a while, but it's just like the inexperience and like, how he handles situations. And it was, yeah, it's determining uh, how you are under pressure. Yeah. And if you can make the right decision with taking a risk under pressure and it works out or whatever, you, you learn from your mistakes. And um, it's about also about having faith in your players. And he didn't yes. really have that. Yeah. I, I, it's, so it's that's, just weird. That's also questioning his, his team. So I would also say um, going back to the game. So enough of the green Bay game, you know, Congrats, Tampa Bay. Uh, congrats, Tom Brady and the team there. I mean, I don't think anybody really expected them to go to the Super Bowl. I think everybody kind of expected playoffs, but not Super Bowl. Um, Tony but, Romo predicted it until you. <laughs> that's crazy. But with the, the Bills and KC game, Bills had the ball going. I mean, like everything was going for them with the, the fumbled punt and everything like that. It was just going right. I was like, oh, my God, KC's not going to make it. And then that, I think, triggered the whole entire team of KC. Like, let's go. We're better than this. And they turned a notch, and it was just gone. Like, Bill still yeah. put up a great fight. Um, expect them to be, I mean, where they're at today, next year, and 
and everything like that. And Stefan Diggs is, you know, staying on the field uh, when the Chiefs are celebrating and everything like that. So I think he's going to have some redemption. He's getting that. He's getting that fuel in of like, all right, yeah. next year we're coming back. We're taking it. Most definitely. And I think uh, so, I would, I would not KC doubt that. And- I would not doubt it. Bill, Bills look yeah. great. Oh yeah. We're going to see Buffalo for years to come. Yeah. But other than that, I thought it was great games. So yeah, I enjoyed them. They were, they were fun. Um, so we got a few weeks off um, of NFL leading up to the Pro Bowl. Who cares? Um, and then uh, the Super Bowl. So we'll have a special episode on the Super Bowl coming out before the big game. But um, that we're done with football, yeah. uh, so we can mosey over to baseball if you want. Baseball's been busy. Um, I think it's one of the reasons why is because it's like the only sport really in the off season right now. So, and when they're not playing games, they're making trades, they're making signings, they're doing transactions and all this stuff. So, yes, let's talk about some baseball. Well, the big one that dropped today was uh, the Phillies bringing back GT Real Muto. Um, that it was always speculation of him possibly going to the Mets. Of course, the Mets made the big trade with Lindor and Carrasco. They signed McCann, so they went the cheaper route when it came to catcher. Um, and then he was really only linked to the Phillies, and it was determining whether they were going to get him, retain him. And mm-hmm. they did. They gave him uh, five years, 115 and a half mil. Um, so he got paid. What do you think of this? What do you think of this goes for Philly and how in the next five years – how does it work uh, out for them? I mean, it he's he's definitely the best catcher in the game right now. It's you know, yeah, there's no there's no Yachty's left. Salvador Perez is not in his prime anymore. He's been injured. So there's not, I guess you could say there's not like a plethora of good catchers like JT, so which makes him by default the best catcher in the game. Um defensively and Especially offensively. And defense. Yeah, he, yeah. he has the all-around tools for being a great catcher and to be paid over a hundred mil. I mean, it's not a lot over a hundred mil He's 15 over. So five years, you spread that out. That's actually, I would say that's a good end of the deal for the Phillies to get him for that price. I thought he was going to go for yeah. um, five years they got. And then, I mean, it, you're getting the best catcher in the game. So I, if you're a Phillies fan or if you're not, and if you're a JT fan, I wouldn't complain about it. I think it's a good, resigning yeah i agree um he's getting he has the highest aav of a catcher um ever so that's pretty great um he's still got i mean he's a year younger i believe than springer different positions so you can't really gauge that but um springer got that one extra year but then also got like 150 mm-hmm. so it's kind of spread out though that he's only making like two million more than jt is but Honestly, it's a great signing. Uh, good good job, Philly, for bringing your yeah. guy back. I know a lot of those players were really like, bring back JT, bring him back. Like Bryce Harper was big on it. Newly signed Archie Bradley was like, bring back JT. <laughs> well, like, so. it's like, it, you know, I feel like, honestly, if you look at it, if the Phillies did not bring back JT, I don't see the competitiveness with them in the NL East. I don't see it. Yeah. So, I mean, one player can change a whole team around. And, you know, who knows? Maybe George Springer actually does that for the Blue Jays. You never know either. Um, but we're talking about JT, and I think that's the one player. And it's kind of kind of weird to say, but it's not Bryce Harper. But JT, I think, is that, you know, that fire 
for that team to like stay motivated. So, yeah, the NL East is very interesting. Like, yeah. That might be now with them bringing back JT and if they get a more competitive bullpen, I think like, and with the Marlins coming up and the, how the Braves are and how the Mets have geared up, mm-hmm. like the NL East is going to be really fun to watch. It's just like be, the NL West. If you're, if you're any team in the NL East, I would be afraid to be in that division because it's up for grabs yeah. for anybody. Um, yeah. But with that though, uh, I want to talk about, how MLB shot down the universal DH for both leagues. So now they shot it down. It's just going to be DH for the American league. Like it's always has been. Do you like that idea or do you want a universal DH? I I would really like universal DH. And I know like people are like, well, that is what's the difference between the AL and the NL and it's old school. And it's like, I get it. But like, if you think about it in football, you have the AFC and the NFC. Mm-hmm. There's no difference. Yeah. It's literally just the title of the conference. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't matter. Same thing with um, basketball. So yeah. And you know, you save pitchers. Also you like, you give more jobs to people. I know there's guys out there that haven't signed, like, you know, a Mitch Moreland who can still, who still hits for power, like is a DH guy or even at first base. Mm-hmm. Edwin Encarnacion, like all those DH spots are filled in the AL. So there's not really yep. many teams that could bring them in. And then NL it's like, well, we have the pitchers. So like, Sorry. So, yeah. Um, so I think. Go ahead. Go ahead. So I, I want uh, well, I, I was just saying, like, it's it's better to just have the pitcher not hit. Like, it just looks silly. <laughs> it does. And it's either you take them all out, like you take out all the DHs or you give all the teams a DH. But my thing is, is like you've now expanded the roster to 26 man for the year. OK, well, why don't you give the rest of the, the league a DH spot for that extra roster spot you just made. It makes no sense. It really, it really doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. So um, I think MLB did a bad job of declining this. And I thought the way that they brought it up was very smart, of course. So like, as soon as you pull your starting pitcher, you lose your DH spot and that would be universal. And I thought, that, I thought that was pretty smart because then it gets rid of the opener and all that stuff. So but we're back to old school baseball and they don't want change, which is not good for the sport, I think. So, um, yeah. But with that also, let's talk about some uh, trades that happened. Um, the Yankees were busy this past week. Um, yeah. They, they traded um, a, a lot of prospects for a, hopefully a healthy tie on from Pittsburgh, who was basically the last ace pitcher in Pittsburgh. Um but Yankees need it. They need depth because they're prone to injury. So what do you think? Yeah, I think it's a good trade. I personally think it was a little much um, of a haul for someone coming off of um, an injury like that with Tommy John. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had back-to-back Tommy Johns. I really, I just, I know like, again, bringing up the angels don't want to do it, but like people are like, well, how about him? And it's like, if you look at the prospect Paul and just, the four for one um, from the Yankees to Pittsburgh, like I don't think it was worth it coming off of who knows how he's going to be. Like I like Tyon. Like, I think he's great. I liked him in Pittsburgh when he had like his few good years there um, mm-hmm. when he's healthy, the guys dealt through a lot. Um, but I think having a guy like a friend who really vouched for him and Garrett Cole um, is really going to help him out. And I think he's going to do well in New York if he stays healthy. Um, it's a good trade, but also like, I mean, for Pittsburgh, it's great. Uh, Yankees yeah. have him for two more years uh, for fairly cheap. 
So I think this means Tanaka is not going to be back. But um, yeah, they just I think giving up uh, some of those prospects um, was a little bit much for them. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think the Yankees, you know, are banking really hard that he stays healthy throughout his ter- his term there, um, which I hope he does too because he's great. When he's healthy, he's on point. Like he is up there in like almost every category. Um, but we'll see. I mean, that's just kind of like, you know, the nature of the beast when you're trading in the baseball world. You don't know what you're going to get half the time. So, um, but yeah, hopefully it's it- always a gamble. Yeah, hopefully it pans out for New York um, and then Pittsburgh. I mean, they got the overhaul prospects, which they're in rebuild mode. So they did everything right. And the prospects they got were definitely worthy of, you know, contention to bring up to a roster spot eventually. So I would say it's a win for Pittsburgh, yeah. very much so. But then also with the Yankees, they trade with their rival, Boston, and they give up a huge bullpen, yeah. piece, a huge bullpen piece to uh, to Boston. Adam Adovino is now a Red Sox. Uh, I think he's in his last year of his contract, but Adam Ottavino has been phenomenal since he got signed in New York and I thought he wanted to be in New York. And then he said he wants out now. So my thing is uh, the Red Sox needed a bullpen piece really bad. We saw how bad their bullpen has been since they won the world series. Adam Ottavino brings that. He could also be the closing spot for them too. Um, But I think the Red Sox got a win out of that. Um, and the Yankees are just kind of like, eh, it's okay. They paid up some money too. So what do you think? Yeah, there, it was, I mean, he's from, he's from the area, you know, he grew up there, he grew up a Yankees fan. So it's kind of weird. You get on that team that you cheered for as a kid and then you get traded to their biggest rival who you pretty much hated your whole life. So that's kind of strange. But um, I think like it was mainly like he was expendable. Like I know the Yankees like need bullpen and he was solid for them, but I think it was just them like moving around money just to see where they could save some more. And, um, and he was the guy. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's, it's a trade. Like it's not good or bad. It's just like they traded, like we'll we'll see how it plays out. It's not an elite player. Yeah. Yeah. A big pickup though for Boston. Like you're right. Like they needed bullpen help. It has not been the same since 18. Um, So them, them getting him, like it, it's a big help. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, that's a good trade for them. I, I agree. So we're now going into a little thing of baseball where we're going to go MVP for a pitcher and uh, a fielding slash hitter for each team. So we got 30 teams here. So we're not going to 30 teams. Yeah. We're not going to do a rant on any player. We're just going to say our players who we think is going to be the MVP for this team and not the MVP for the league, just the team. Um, yeah. and then maybe you guys can, you know, hit us up and see if you agree or not, or if you have any, uh, thoughts on it and you can just can try to change our answers or maybe something like that. So we'd love to hear from you guys. So yeah, we want to hear your opinions. Yeah. We're going to start off in the AL West. So Brian, let's go down the five teams here in the AL West. Let's start with the angels. Your own team. So who do you have? All right. My team, the angels, I have. Mike Trout, of mm-hmm. course. Surprise, surprise. That is the MVP a big of the surprise. team. Um, yeah. Um, also, I'm throwing David Fletcher in there because he's the GOAT. I love David Fletcher. <laughs> um, and then for Cy Young for the team, I know Bundy had a great year last year, but I'm going with Andrew Heaney. Okay. I like it. 
Uh, I'm going with Bundy. I think he continues on. And I, of course, I got Mike Trout. That's a no-brainer. So let's move on to the Astros. Oh, the Trastros. Got it. I mean, Astros. Um, I'm going with MVP Carlos Correa. And then Mm -hmm. with their pitching, it's kind of weird, but uh, Grinky as their tie. I've got uh, Grinky as well, but I've got Bregman. I think he bounces back. So uh, with the A's, who do you have? A's, uh, Matt Chapman, of course. And then uh, for pitching, I got uh, Luzardo. I like both of those picks, but I'm going to go with Manea. I think he's going to do great. And I'm going to go with Loriano. I think he's the next big thing there. So um, I like Ramon Loriano. I like him. He, he performs really well. And I like that he's in Oakland too. He can cover a lot of ground there. But with that, we got one more team left with the Rangers. Let's go to your oh, team. We got two more teams. Sorry, oh. Rangers. <laughs> we can't forget about Texas. We can't forget about uh. Texas. So let's go with Texas. The seller. Um, I'm going to go with Joey Gallo and then uh, Taylor Hearn. I have Taylor Hearn as well because there's not a lot of pitching there. But I'm going to go with David Dahl, newly acquired David Dahl. I think he does great there. And then yeah. last but not least, the best Your team. Seattle Mariners. Seattle Mariners. <laughs> Who do you have? Uh, I got Kyle Lewis, reigning rookie of the year, yep. and Marco Gonzalez. I don't need to say anymore because those are the exact same picks I have. So, great, perfect. Let us know if you agree or disagree with the AL West. Now we're moving on to the AL Central. We've got the White Sox on the block. What do we got? White Sox. I got Tim Anderson mm-hmm. playing short, and uh, Lance Lynn, newly acquired from the Rangers. I like it. I like it. I also have Tim Anderson, but I'm going with a bullpen piece. I'm going with Bummer. I think he is going to do exceptionally well okay. again in the Sox. I think they're going to rely on him a lot. So uh, go da- going down. Bummer. <laughs> Bummer, right? Detroit. Who do you got for Detroit? For the Tigres, I got uh, Daniel Norris and Candelario. So I have Candelario as well. He did really well. I also, for my pitcher, I have Casey Mize. Very young. Um, showed a lot of talent, but I think he does well. Uh, that's a yeah, hard rookie last to, year. Small sample size. Yeah, it's hard to tell with the Tigers because they're so young. So um, let's go to yeah. the Minnesota Twins. I got Kepler and Ooh. Kenta Maeda. Maeda had a great season last year. I'm going with Barrios, um, okay. and I'm going with Buxton. I think he's going to hit a lot of homers for some reason this year. So Buxton, Buxton. Uh, going down to KC, who you got? Casey, I got Whit Merrifield, mm-hmm. of course, and I got Keller, Brad Keller. So I have Singer for my my Cy Young there. Uh, okay. Between him and Keller, it's really close with them, but I also have Merrifield as well. I think he's going to keep on doing his thing. I'm surprised he hasn't gotten traded, though. Um, Same. So we're now going to Cleveland. Cleveland. I got reigning Cy Young Award winner Shane Bieber. Yep. And then with the only guy in that lineup <laughs> – that can hit now is uh jose ramirez so. so i have the exact same answers but i wouldn't be surprised Great. if fran mill does something so the franimal yeah the franimal. Uh, i like for reyes so he i think he, he's big in that lineup too yeah but i think they're overall like all-star player now oh it's jose ramirez jose yes. ramirez yeah. All right, so let it's us know team. if you agree or disagree with the AL Central. Now we're moving on to the last AL division, the AL East, starting off with the reigning AL champs, the Rays. The Rays, um, we all saw in the playoffs. I'm going 
Randy Arozarena and okay. Tyler Glass now on the mound. I got Tyler Glasnow on the mound as well, but I'm going with Willie Adamas. I think that kid is going to be something special. People are comparing him to Fernando Tatis, so we'll see. I don't know if he can do it, but I mean, he's he's going. He's he's really good. He's really good. He's um, more of a fielder. I don't think he has the same bat as Tatis, but I don't think he'll we'll be as save. good as Tatis. But people are comparing him to him, so I don't know. We'll see. Um, we'll save Yankees, it. We'll save our comments for another. Let's go to the Yankees. The Yankees. I got Garrett Cole, of mm-hmm. course, and DJ LeMahieu. Ooh, see, I wanted to pick DJ, but I didn't want to be the typical person to pick him. I'm not calling you a typical person, Brian, but I'm going Gar- I'm going Garrett Cole as well, but I'm going Torres. I'm going Torres. I like Glaber Torres. Yeah, I think I think Glaber will pick it up. He's yeah. gonna he's still their shortstop, so we'll see how that plays out. But Glaber's a good a good pick. Let's move on to the Red Sox rivalry there. So who do you got? I got Xander Bogarts. Ooh, okay. And uh, him coming back from injury, uh, Chris Sale. I picked Chris Sale. I couldn't do it. I'm going with the the assurance pick with the Cy Young with Rodriguez. Um, I think he okay. will do well. And then I'm going Verdugo for mine. So we'll see. Solid yeah. picks, solid picks. Baltimore. Baltimore, this is a really under-the-radar team that could hit. Um, I'm going to go Hanser Alberto. Okay, I like it. For offense, base. and then for pitching, for pitching, uh, John Means. Yeah, I got John Means as well. They need they need more starting pitching help if they really want to, like, kind of, like, form that great team. But I'm going with Mountcastle at first. I think he's going to be the guy there for a while. So we'll see. Okay. And then last but not least, Toronto. Toronto, I got, I got Vladdy, you know, okay. newly slimmed down Vladdy mm-hmm. and uh, Hengen Ryu. I like it. Ryu did well there. Guerrero did well. I think Guerrero has a better season, like you said, uh, since he's slimmed down. I think he's going to be more versatile. So I have uh, Guerrero yeah. as well. But I'm going with Sean Reed Foley. I think, uh, you know, they kind of used him out of the bullpen a little bit and also the starting pitching. So we'll see what they do. But I think he's going to be a, a really reliable guy there. So with that, let us know if you agree or disagree with the AL East or the American League in general while we transfer now to the National League West, starting with the Padres. All right, the Padres, Fernando, Fernando, Tatis Jr., (laughs) and on the mound, Blake Snell. Two totally different answers here. I got Manny Machado and I got you, Darvish. I I think both of our picks are very, okay. very even. So we'll see what happens. Uh, let's move over to the National League West. I, I, I was going to pick Lament. I was going to pick Lament, but his elbow's still a question mark. So I yeah. went with Snell. So let's go to the Doyers. The Doyers. Uh, coming off a great season and an outstanding postseason, I picked Corey Seager mm-hmm. and Walker Bueller. Walker Bueller. I got the exact same picks as well until they make a big, I think they're going to still make a big splash at a trade here soon. We're going to see, but I think honestly, this is just a little sneak peek, but I think Jose Ramirez is on the move to the Doyers. I think I also so. can see them bringing in, bringing in Chris Bryant, but who knows? Oh, I don't know. 
let us know your secrets of the fans watching and listening. So <laughs> let's go down. Let's let's go down to the uh, the Diamondbacks. Diamond. <laughs> so it's a weird team. Um, always consistent hitter. I'm going with David Peralta. Okay. And then on the mound, Zach Gallen. Okay. I couldn't pick Peralta only because of injuries. I couldn't do it. So I went. I went with Cattell Marte. And I'm going with Luke Weaver. I hope, hopefully, Luke Weaver figures it out. He had a bad season last year. So, bold prediction. <laughs> bold prediction. But let's move down to the Rockies. The Rockies. I got um, Trevor Story mm-hmm. over at short, and then uh, Herman Marquez. I like the Marquez pick. I'm going with a bullpen piece. I'm going with Michael Givens. I think uh, him moving over there from Baltimore was a great pickup, and he's done well there. Um, especially being in Colorado, which is sucks to be a pitcher. But I also have Trevor Story. I don't know if Nolan's going to be in Colorado very much longer. I don't know how much longer he will be. But Trevor Story, I think, is going to put up better numbers than he does. So, um, okay. Last but not least, San Francisco. Giants. Uh, Yastrzemski. Okay. And I think um, – Newly acquired pitcher from rival Dodgers, Alex Wood. I have the same exact picks. I couldn't do Gosman. Gosman, I don't, I don't know about him. I mean, he had a great year there, but I don't think he's going to do better than Alex Wood. So let us yeah. know if you agree or disagree with the uh, the NL West. Let's move on to the NL Central, starting with the Cardinals. Cardinals, Jack Flaherty, okay, on the mound, and Paul Goldschmidt. I like both of those picks. I'm going with Nicholas. I think he has a good season. And I'm going with DeYoung at short. So, um, okay. It's, I think both of our picks are pretty even there. But let's go to Chicago. The Cubbies, Kyle Hendricks on the mound. And I think bounce back here, Javi Baez. I like your picks. I'm, these are shots in the dark here. You're not going to like them. But I'm going Ian Happ. I think he hits, honestly, I think he hits 25 or more homers. Um, and I'm going with Mills. I think Mills is going to throw another great gem. Who knows? He might throw another no hitter. You never know. Just one gem the whole season. Yeah, that's it. That's all he needs. That's all he needs. You get. <laughs> but I could. I think I, he had a good season last year. I could see him coming having another great season in 2021. So yeah. let's move. Let's go down. over to Milwaukee. Want to do Milwaukee? Okay. All right. Yeah. Let's do. Uh, I've got Josh Hader because. You know, I don't really see a lot of big besides Trent Williams being like another, but those guys are both bullpen pieces. I don't see big starting pitching besides Woodruff, and I don't know if he's going to be healthy. So I'm going with Hater, and I'm going Hira at second. So, okay, I'm going bounce back candidate Christian Yelich. We know what he can do, and then I'm going to go with Woodruff on the mound. Gotcha. Let's move over to Cincy. Cincy. Tough team. Um, Castellanos. Okay. And Sunny Sunny Gray. I've got Sunny Gray as well, but I'm going with Senzel. I think the the rising star is coming up and gonna keep on doing his thing. But I like Castellanos as well with your pick. And last but not least, let's go to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, a team in huge rebuild. Uh, going on the mound, Chad. Cool, keeping it cool there, mm-hmm. and. It was a toss-up for offense between Key Brian Hayes, but uh, I'm going with Brian Reynolds. I like it. He's a great center fielder. Um, 
I'm going with Key Brian Hayes. I think they're going to move over Colin Moran from uh, third to first, and then he's going to get more playing time. And then I'm going with Mitch Keller. I think Keller can do something. So with okay. that, the NL Central is closed. Let us know if you agree or disagree. And we're now moving on to the last National League division, the NL East, the toughest probably division this year, starting with the transaction Mets. The Mets, mm, the Masons got to go to Grom on the mound, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, almost picked to Grom for both, but um, <laughs> my whole Conforto, I'm going for offense. Okay. I have the exact same answers as well. So let's move down to the Phillies. Great. We agree. Phillies. I had Harper, but I'm, I'm going with JT. Um, You're going with JT. Okay. Back. So yeah, I, I think it's a catcher who's going to help that pitching staff a lot. Um, and then for pitcher Nola, I have Nola and I'm going with Alec Baum at third. I think he's going to do well. Um, let's okay. go down to the recent he had a good rookie season. Yeah, he did. Let's go down to the recently playoff bound Marlins. The Marlins. It's a fun team. Uh, so I'm going with, uh, Miguel Rojas over at short and then Sixto Sanchez. I like both of those picks. I'm going with Yamamoto on the mound and I'm going Brian Anderson at third. I think he's going to have a bounce back year. So okay. let's shift over to the. National League East champs, the Braves. The Braves. I got Freddie Freeman and then Max Freed. So for pitching, it was hard for me to pick, but, you know, I'm going with another bullpen piece here. I'm going Will Smith, and I'm also going with Freddie Freeman. And then last but not least, the recently two years ago, um, World Series champs, Nats, who do you got? Nats, I got Juan Soto, and I think Mad Max Scherzer has a better season on the mound. I've got Bell, and I've got Corbin. So we'll see how those picks uh, figure out during the season. But let us know of all of our picks, if you agree or disagree. I mean, you could send us just one comment and be like, I don't like this, or I like this. You know, we are open to debates we are open to agreement we're open to dislikes it is whatever your choice is so let us know um if you want to hear some feedback from us as well um with that though i think we're wrapping up here on mlb um slow days have happened in the nba as well um so there's really not much to talk about there either besides kobe bryant of course his memorial was today um so um what a legend he was, like we said before at the beginning of the show, he's done everything on and off the court. You could ask him as a as a sports athlete and a human being. He's just perfect. So um yeah. Don't don't throw perfect. He, I mean, nobody's perfect. <laughs> nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect, but you know, like he's great. You could say he's great. So yeah, um, he's good. But with that, let's uh we're gonna end our show here with some closing remarks. Brian, go ahead and take it away. Closing remarks. Um, like always, follow us on Instagram. We're at Throwing Partners Pod or just Throwing Partners. Don't throw the pod in there. Follow us on Facebook. Like and subscribe on YouTube. Um, email us if you want to hear anything or just want to shout out and be like, hey, say hi to me and we'll say hi. Because um, I'm hoping we're reaching strangers out there and not just friends and family. <laughs> so, yeah, we're hoping. Um, we're hoping. Other than that, uh, yeah, stay safe out there. Uh, 
hopefully we can get out and watch games. Hoping uh, I know that whole spring training thing uh, with Arizona was put out there about them pushing back the start of spring training. I don't know. We'll talk about it a different time, but it's so confusing. But yeah, other than that, um, stay safe out there, stay healthy, and be kind to one another. I love it. I love it. Like uh, Brian said, like, listen, subscribe, uh, yeah, subscribe, share, um, and then shoot us shoot us some messages. I mean, if you guys have shot us messages, we do respond. We've had like maybe three responses from people, and we respond to all of them. It doesn't matter if we get none or a hundred. We will respond to all of them. So, but also. Like Brian said, please tell people, you know, share the love because we can't do it alone. We need your guys' help as well. So with that, though, always be safe, healthy, kind to one another, and also have a spectacular Tuesday. And we'll see you guys next time.